Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the second day of December in the year of our Lord, 2022. And I will be talking about revolution, or at least the hint of it, primarily in China, but also in many other countries, including the United States. As the people of the world start to demand freedom, I make the case that conditions are ripe and growing riper by the day for a French-style revolution. The French Revolution began in the early 1790s, but the conditions that provoked it had been simmering in France for at least a decade. The French government was virtually bankrupt, having squandered the nation's resources on foreign wars, including the American Revolution as a proxy war against the old enemy England. Conditions for the man on the street grew more and more desperate. As the economy was in a state of near collapse, Louis XVI was king. And his queen, his wife, was Marie Antoinette. The king did nothing to improve conditions in the country and chose to just ignore the suffering of the people. Thus, Marie Antoinette's legendary reply when she was told that the people have no bread, let them eat cake, she said, supposedly. The callous attitude of the ruling elite, along with the equally callous Catholic elite, caused resentment to grow to an unstoppable level in today's verbiage. Wall Street was doing just fine, but Main Street was suffering. To cover it up, the king tried to start a war with Austria, which he hoped would rally the people, but it didn't work. A people's committee was formed. The king was arrested in January of 1793. He was put on trial for treason. He was convicted and sent to the guillotine later that month. Marie Antoinette followed him to the guillotine nine months later. The king's sister was also beheaded and his son died in prison while his daughter was allowed to return to her relatives in Austria. The monarchy was abolished in France. The power of the church over the lives of the people was broken. France has remained a secular nation to this day. Louis had been king since he was 13 years old, and he lived a life of incredible luxury and waste at a time of economic suffering. For evidence, just look at pictures out of the Palace of Versailles. He would not take any action to relieve the people suffering and instead continued his unnecessary foreign wars. That ultimately caused the end of the monarchy, the end of the Catholic Church in France. It also caused the rise of Napoleon to the role of Emperor of France and Commander of the French Army. Does any of this sound familiar, folks? Because conditions could spin out of control in several places. The virus is still out there, Dr. Fauci tells us. We should continue to get Pfizer boosters for the rest of our lives, or we will surely die. The Pfizer documents released by court order show that Pfizer knew that their vaccine caused many more deadly problems than it solved. While offering no protection or health benefits, it caused miscarriages, stillbirths, heart problems, neurological problems, even death. Pfizer knew all this in advance because these are the results of its own testing of the product, yet the propaganda to get the jab was relentless. From Paul Craig Roberts, quote, Was this enormous evil merely a mistake? Absolutely not, as the Pfizer documents that Pfizer wanted locked up for 75 years make clear the pharmaceutical companies knew of the outsized danger of the vaccine. Was the vaccine intended as a population reduction measure? The circumstantial evidence is substantial that it was. The multi-decade agitation for population reduction by Bill Gates and a passel of elites and organizations 
and a decade or longer of research to develop the COVID virus suggest that the vaccine had an intent that is not acknowledged, but we will never know unless someone confesses, end quote. The public at least becoming aware that the lockdowns are bad, especially as they are conducted in China. That country is currently in the midst of another hard lockdown as China defines its citizens are ordered to stay in their homes and in some cases, their doors are welded shut. That was the case in the city of Urumqi, where a fire broke out and killed at least 10 people. Although the death number is constantly growing, the people were locked in their doors, their doors welded shut. Firefighters could not get to them to put out the fire or to rescue them. The Chinese people <coughs> are outraged and are refusing to take it anymore. They're now willing to risk death to protest their enslavement. The cities around China, from the largest to the smallest, thousands of people clash with police and military trying to restore order. The people are screaming for the government to lift the lockdowns, but they are going even further this time. Cries for the resignation of Xi Jinping and the downfall of the Chinese Communist Party are being heard around the country. The people in China are monitored and surveilled like nowhere else on earth. It acts as a kind of surrogate laboratory of surveilled people for the rest of the world order to study and copy. The people are expressing their anger because they know there is no believable public health reason for the oppressive imprisonment. They are in the streets behind the barricades by the thousands, but it will take millions, millions of them to force change. Time will tell if that ever happens. The size, scope, vehemence, fearlessness of the Chinese people against their oppressive communist masters is certainly admirable, worthy of note. People are occasionally awakened, as history shows, and when that happens, continental shifts sometimes occur when a nation with a billion people rises up in a cause that has unified them, such as this one. There is at least a hint of revolution in the air. Louis XVI depended on the military to restore order, just as Xi Jinping is doing. But we will see if order is restored. The people, will the people return to slavery? Or hundreds of millions of them come to town with their pitchforks and axes? The people have even found ways around the Communist Party's ability to monitor every cell phone conversation. It seems that Apple has an airdrop feature in its new iPhone with the software update that went out last week. This feature allows direct communication between iPhones without going through a cell network, which could be monitored or shut down by the authorities. Chinese protesters use airdrop to communicate, organize, and evade the authorities. The protest in China... Have shown us that the Chinese people are waking up to something. COVID restrictions and lockdowns are not to contain the spread of disease, but to control the people. It also shows there's trouble with the regime and the party. Is it losing its grip on the Chinese people? At the very least, it shows that the people are losing their all of it, their respect of it for the system. When that happens, a regime, any regime, is in danger. There have been other mass protests in other countries, many of them going back to places such as Brazil, Iran, Russia. These people periodically protest and they return to whatever life they once had. The regimes go on, but this seems different. This one in China seems different. For one thing, China has a decade-long rise in economic prosperity caused by trade with the West, and now that trade is drastically slowing. 
Lockdowns and sanctions have slowed Chinese growth and disrupted the supply chain, so not as many make-work projects to keep the busy the people busy. Not so many uninhabited cities being built to keep the people pacified. I've seen many videos taken on the streets of China by foreign journalists primarily. Most of them seem like young people. The young are fighting with the police being arrested, but still they rise up in cities all over China in unprecedented numbers. They scream for Z to resign. How long before they scream off with his head? COVID tests and the oppressive lockdowns are making the people fearless. Many of the young protesters video the protests in hopes of sharing their experiences with the world. The city of Urumqi has had people, four million of them, locked in their homes for over 100 days. Many times their doors welded shut. Now fires have killed many, I suppose. If you're going to starve or burn to death, what difference does it make? The old men ruling from their palace in Beijing look solid and in control at this point, but I predict they will have to become a lot more violent, a lot more draconian if they are going to suppress this movement. All these people, the new poor, as Eric Hoffer used to call them in his book, The True Believer, the new poor are different because they can no longer be pacified. Youth unemployment now at 20% in China and growing back in America. The regime seems to be fearful, holding its breath, because if the system in China collapses into chaos, then perhaps the entire woke world of the West will fall too. I hope the American people are at least becoming aware of how much they've been cheated, lied to, deceived by this entire COVID scandal. For example, <coughs> Pfizer's annual revenue is expected to reach $101.3 billion in 2022 because of a shot that doesn't prevent infection, doesn't prevent the transmission of the infection. Pfizer gets its help from the federal government, which bullies and harasses people into getting the shots and then instructs doctors and hospitals to only prescribe certain approved drugs, which they know don't work either. This has all been a really big lie, a la Joseph Goebbels, which is difficult to break. Because the perpetrators of the lie have those who hold the real information in their hands or their employee. How will the American people handle all this satanic evil that has enveloped them? Are they strong enough mentally and emotionally to accept that their government did this to them on purpose with full knowledge of the results? Who knows if they are, but I guess time will tell because things can change in an instant. In China, Xi Jinping never looked stronger as he consolidated his power in the recent Communist Party enclave. Then he burned people alive by welding their doors shut, and all hell broke loose, simmering resentment over COVID policy suddenly had faces attached to it, the virus and the regime's responses to it have now threatened the stability of the government itself. This is causing economic repercussions around the world as supply chains are disrupted due to Chinese inability to manufacture and ship its usual volumes. Most Western leaders probably want to see the protests end for the benefit of their own economies and their own stability. But Xi, it seems to me, is between a rock and a hard place. He can crack down as, he, as was done in Tiananmen Square back in 1989 and thus risk intensifying the anger in the protests, thus risking his regime, or he can just relax the rules, thus giving the lie to his strong man in absolute power image. Here <clears throat> in America... We usually prefer the lies of our leaders to the truth. Paul Craig Roberts again, quote, 
The COVID virus did not come from a bat cave, but from NIH funding first at the University of North Carolina, then in Wuhan, China. The pandemic was, was an orchestration for profit, power, and it appears from the deaths, disabilities, infertility, and stillbirths caused by the vaccine population reduction. In effect, whether intended or not, the mRNA vaccines are bioweapons, end quote. Finally, folks, are we on the verge of another French Revolution? Probably not, but I argue conditions are similar, and as a wise person once said, those who will not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.